Now on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, this is Sports and Faith. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Sports and Faith on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm Bill Snyder and on today's episode we will be talking about the life, legacy, and all the wonderful work that 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame inductee Ziggy Zarabski did during his life. He was a three-time All-American tackle for Notre Dame. Joining me today to discuss his life and legacy is his nephew, Eddie Zarabski. So, Eddie, welcome to the program here on WSFI's Sports and Faith. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Eddie, why don't we talk a little bit about the beginning of, of Eddie's life and, and his college and high school and all of that. Ziggy's life. Zig, I'm sorry, yeah, Ziggy's life. Ziggy grew up right here in South Chicago with uh, two brothers, one being my dad, and three sisters. His parents owned a meat market grocery store, Zarapski's Meat Market in South Chicago. Its slogan was, a nice place to meet people, M-E-A-T. Get it? <laughs> okay. That's good. Get it, Bill? A yes, nice place to it. meet people. He attended Mount Carmel High School, where he excelled in football. I, in fact, was the first of the, the next generation to go to Mount Carmel. And my English teacher, who was also the football coach, Frank Maloney, gave me the nickname of Ziggy, too, while I was there at Mount Carmel. And I was so proud uh, to be named after Ziggy. So all through high school at Carmel, and when I went on to Lewis College, uh, that's all I was known by was Ziggy, and it was it was a very unique name, and I was very uh, happy to have that. Yes. Now Ziggy does stand for uh, Zygmunt. Zygmunt is his uh, real name, <laughs> his official real name. name, right? But 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 Ziggy's a little more catchy. Very nice. Sure. Why don't you talk a little about his Notre Dame career? Sure. Right? Several colleges offered him scholarships, but his parents, my my grandparents, were impressed when. The legendary Notre Dame football coach Frank Leahy came to South Chicago to visit with them and the decision was made to attend Notre Dame. As you said, he was a, a tackle. Just think about this. Of the 11 national championships that Notre Dame has won in their history, Ziggy and George Connors and those guys were all at, were on three of them, 1943, 46, and 47. Yeah. The little the little break there was this little thing called World War II. <laughs> sure. So uh, there was a little break in that, but uh, then they came back and won it again in 46 and won it again in 47. So that was quite an accomplishment for Notre Dame. Absolutely, absolutely. Quite an accomplishment, and it's so it's so nice that uh, Ziggy was a, uh, a, a cornerstone in that lineup. He was he was a cornerstone in the in the in those championship teams. And he also played for a few Chicago football teams, didn't he? For a couple years, maybe the Chicago Rockets, and I've also heard the Chicago Hornets, but it, that was only like like a couple a couple years, yes. Sure. So, but it was professional football in in Chicago at that time. Yes, that's th- that's so wonderful. And then uh, the Chuck Wagon uh, right. was a big was a big piece of his um, and and Maryville Academy, which Father John Smith is such a big part of. Right. Just uh, one or two little stories about his time at Notre Dame. He made it a practice of getting a manicure on the mornings of the ball games at, at Notre Dame. 
a manicure. Yeah, because if he should accidentally uh, poke his opponent uh, in the eye, he didn't want that person's eye to get infected. So at least he th- he was thinking of his other of the other opposing teammates. Wow, <laughs> that's incredible! Wow, wow, wow! He didn't want to poke somebody in the eye and get the eye infected. So right. he he would get a manicure. I wonder yes. what people thought as he was at the uh, at the nail salon. Right. <laughs> 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 but there's a lot of stories like that, and we'll we'll go into a few more of them as we as we go along. But the the one thing you mentioned was Father Smith and and Maryville Academy in the early 70s. Father John Smith was the director, executive director of the Maryville Academy in Des Plaines, Illinois. Maryville was a Catholic home to many young people, who were or, many of whom were orphans. They were fed, housed, counseled, taught, and well cared for. Father Smith was an outstanding basketball player at Notre Dame and was recruited by many professional basketball teams. However, after graduation, he felt the calling and was ordained a priest for the Chicago Diocese. One day, Ziggy and some friends stopped by Maryville to see Father Smith and to find out more about Maryville Academy. Father Smith explained the need for more funding to continue and to improve the care and help for these kids and also to keep the doors open. Right. So Ziggy and his friends came up with an idea to have a family picnic right on the grounds of Maryville Academy. Father Smith told him he would have to first go to the board of directors and make a pitch and see if they approved it. He did he left they came back to father smith and said this is never going to work this is crazy just a a picnic to to raise money (laughs) but luckily father smith had faith in ziggy that he could get this done and the first year there were maybe they raised maybe five to eight thousand dollars the food was donated the, the beverages the music there was music in the tent so there was a, a good start. Yeah, absolutely. This event went on for probably 30-some years, this picnic, this one-day picnic. Sure. And in subsequent years, tell us how much money this would raise for the school because it raised quite a bit of money. Yes, Bill. Here's some numbers I got from my, my Aunt Doris. From 1975 to 2002 they raised 45 million dollars of which 40 million went directly to the kids which is 89 percent bill (laughs) wow that's amazing yeah that is unbelievable and this is all done through a through what you would call a chuck wagon a one-day picnic a one-day picnic once a year once a year and it had to be an incredible community event but you know because there had to be a sense of community. There had to be a sense of just this overwhelming Catholic spirit that, that, that overwhelmed Maryville Academy on that day. People would come from far and wide. I'm sure you don't make <laughs> $45 million in you know, or under 30 years with, without having people come from far and wide. Sure. They were from all over. Father Smith was in charge of making sure the weather cooperated, being an outdoor event. 
and and he did. We, I can't. I can think of maybe one year where we had some wind and and part of a tent blew down. But other than that, the, I mean, the weather was always great. There was plenty of food and drink and music and games. Everybody had a good time. And remember, Bill, the the goal was twofold though, not just to raise money for the kids, but more importantly, to make the needs known and to raise awareness of what these kids needed at Maryville. Sure. Sure, absolutely. And talk to me about, I mean, just how to pull something off like that. I mean, I mean, if, if you had all those people there and, and this one little chuck wagon, if that's what you'd call it, what did it take from the community to pull an event like that off? Many, many, many volunteers. There were many volunteers who were faithfully there every year. They were enthusiastic. Uh, they manned the tents, the, the parking lots, the stages. I mean, there were at the toward the end there. There were two, three stages that we had music. We organized it into teams as far as the fundraising end. There were like 30, 35 teams who would each be go out and sell these tickets. All the six t- tickets were sold ahead of time, and everybody just had a great time. That's wonderful. And so. When when did the uh, check wagons? I assume they're not going on today, as you just kind of mentioned. They right. toward the end. So when did when did that wrap up? It was uh, probably a few years ago now. Uh, Father Smith moved on to a different assignment, and we did an incredible uh, thing for the kids there at Maryville, uh, raising this kind of money. We've we've continued it. We'll talk about it in a little while. But we set up a scholarship foundation in Uncle Ziggy's uh, memory. Beautiful. Beautiful. This, that, that's that's incredibly great stuff. And just for our listeners, you are listening to the voice of Eddie Zarabski. He is the nephew of 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame inductee Ziggy Zarabski. And uh, we're going to just take a short little break here, Eddie, on this episode of WSFI's Sports and Faith. And we'll come back and we'll continue talking about Ziggy's life and his legacy and the scholarship foundation and everything else because it's such an incredible story uh, and, and, and just enjoying this immensely. So right back after this here on WSFI Sports and Faith. I'm your host, Bill Snyder. Hello, I'm Joe Scheidler, host of Pro-Life Today on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM. It's a half-hour conversation with leaders in the pro-life movement committed to protecting the most vulnerable among us. That's every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Or listen anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit WSFIRadio.org for more information. That's Pro-Life Today, every Monday at 3.30 p.m. only on WSFI Catholic Radio. Hi, I'm Nancy Martin, and I'm coming to you from the University of Notre Dame, and I'm here with Father Jenkins, the president. Any form of communication, I think, in today's world is extremely important, and Catholic Radio reaches audiences that we can't reach in other ways. So uh, it's an important work of evangelization with the Pope is very high on. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, 
P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. WSFI is on social media. Follow us on Twitter at WSFIFM and like us on Facebook by searching for WSFI Catholic Radio. Did you know that you can listen to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio from anywhere in the world? Our live internet stream is available at WSFIRadio.org. Just click on Listen Live. We also stream on the TuneIn mobile app for your smartphone or tablet. For iPhone and iPad users, visit the App Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, and then search for WSFI. Click Follow to add us to your profile. For Android users, visit the Google Play Store, download the TuneIn app, sign up for a free account, and then search for WSFI. Click Follow to add us to your profile. Need help? Call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Welcome back to this episode of Sports and Faith on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. I'm your host, Bill Snyder. And on today's program, we're talking with the nephew of 2016 Sports Faith Hall of Fame inductee, Ziggy Zorowski. His nephew, Eddie, is here talking with, about, talking with us about his life, his legacy, uh, his faith, and, of course, his sports career. But we're going to talk a little bit more now about the... Zygmunt Zorowski Scholarship Foundation. Uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about that and about how Ziggy and his wife, Doris, have uh, set up this foundation to benefit uh, kids. Right. After Ziggy passed, we, or Father Smith, asked that any money donated would be uh, used to put into a scholarship foundation. The problem we had is, what would the kids at Maryville do once they finished the education there. They needed to go on to something else after that, be it a trade school, a junior college, even college. So right. after Ziggy passed, approximately two to $300,000 came in when he, when he first passed. Wow. We established this scholarship foundation, and for the last 30 years, we, we just do an annual direct mail fundraiser letter that's sent out to his friends and friends of uh, Father Smith, uh, teammates, alumni, and, and that actually continues today. Now scholarships have, have been awarded annually to schools in the Chicago area uh, or, other, or other organizations to help deserving boys and girls. For example, just last year, we, we gave money to the Standing Tall Foundation the Peace and Education Coalition in the Back of the Yards, Mount Carmel High School, and St. Francis de Sales Grade School. They all received money to help kids with their education. As I said, this is still going on. My Aunt Doris is the president. Donations are, are, are welcome, made out to the Ziggy Zorowski Foundation, and can be sent to 1100 North River Road, 
in Displains 60016. And we'll continue doing this until uh, we've accomplished our missions. Yes, and that's uh, it's a beautiful mission that, that you, that you want to help educate kids and, and give them a wonderful education. How, how great is that? Let's talk about the book. Leahy's Lads, and it's written by Jack Connor and the brother of George Connor. The brother of George Connor, and with with that being said, uh, you know, obviously your your brother's quite a, a a character in the book. So why don't you why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about just that? There's a great quote in the book from from Jack that said, "Ziggy was one of the finest, lovable, and talented football players." in Notre Dame history. As a player, he was not only the leader on the field, but he was the one who relieved the tension on the practice field and on playing field, some antic or quip, and he was the leader in the locker room, on trips, and at the noon meetings. He entertained the players and challenged the coaches with his humor and his quick wit and his uncanny ability to always do or say the unpredictable. Just one example is, after one particularly slow, listless practice, Coach Leahy said, lads, we're going to start this from the beginning. And he held up the football and said, lads, this is a football. Whereas Ziggy yelled out from the back, Slow down, coach. I'm trying to take notes. <laughs> and then, you know, just just to break up the tension, make it a more fun yes. atmosphere. Yes. I, I think that's something in maybe today's sports culture that we miss a lot, Eddie. I think that that's something that, you know, we take everything so seriously. And to be able to bust up the tension in a uh, Division One pro or, or, or Division One college. Uh, college basketball, or college football uh, practice like that, you know, you're you're looking at it and going, man, what a great gift that he had because, man, there's so many times that everyone takes this so seriously. It's a game. It's right. fun to play. Right. And it should be fun, you know. Right. This isn't a basketball. This is a football. And uh, good to remind everybody of that. Right, right. How wonderful. How wonderful. So, the, so, so the book details what the the uh, championship seasons? Yes, sir. And and the various players that were on there, and, and obviously uh, Coach Leahy. Well, recommend reading it. It, it. It's a very interesting, very funny book to to read. Well, very good. So it's and it's put out by Jack Connor, the brother of uh, George Connor, who is also a two. He was a 2015 Sports Faith Hall of Fame oh, inductee. So yes, yeah, uh, listeners should be familiar with that as well. Uh, so you got to tell us some more Ziggy stories because that one that one's wonderful. But you've got to tell us some more Ziggy stories. We have a few minutes here before we have to wrap up the program. So you got to tell me some. Well, obviously Ziggy knew English, but he tried, and I don't think it worked. But he wanted to take English as his foreign language. You know, so <laughs> 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 he was just so much fun to be around. I mean, th- the great times were. Saturday ball games at Notre Dame, the tailgates. You never knew who was going to drop by. A famous, you know, athlete or somebody would be there. And Ziggy was the the host, and it was it was just a a, a great time. And yeah, and we miss him. 
and Bill, I, I, I certainly want to thank the Sports Faith Hall of Fame for inducting Ziggy, uh, was it last Saturday, on behalf of the entire Zerapski family, the many, many friends, alumni, teammates of Ziggy. We really appreciate that. So I just want to thank you guys very much. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's wonderful to have somebody like Ziggy in the Hall of Fame. You can tell he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. You're able to call yourself a Hall of Famer and a Sports Faith Hall of Famer. And, and that, maybe you want to touch on his faith just for a minute. I mean, Notre Dame, obviously, he works so much for Maryville Academy. Are there any stories that really stick out about his Catholic faith to you? Any, any moments that stick out to you? He was a very faithful man. He, he was very proud of his family, always included his family in, in, in activities and, and church, and that's a big part of, you know, what we miss, of just having, you know, Ziggy around. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking your time uh, <laughs> to come all the way up to the studio from the south side of Chicago uh, to do the interview. It's, it, it's wonderful to talk to you. It's wonderful to meet you, and I'm, I'm sure Uncle will be so proud. I'm, so, I'm sure he'd be just so proud of uh, this interview and, and all the things that you're doing to keep his legacy and memory alive. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. So uh, thank you so much for uh, being with us today and, and sharing his uh, life. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Bill, and God bless. So this has been an episode of Sports and Faith here on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Until next time, from all of us here at WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, I'm your host, Bill Snyder. God bless. Hi, this is Brian Farley, host of Men of Christ Radio. For 10 years, through conferences, retreats, workshops, and special events, Men of Christ has been helping men to live their Catholic faith more boldly by exposing them to Catholic teaching, practices, and speakers that open eyes and change hearts. Well, now we'll be doing it on the radio, too. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, to be specific. Tune in every first Saturday at 10 a.m. and again every first Monday at 10 p.m. right here on WSFI for Men of Christ Radio. Spiritual warfare, the power of prayer, defending the church, and more. We'll be talking about all of it on Men of Christ Radio. For more information, go to WSFICatholicRadio.org. Men of Christ Radio, inspiring conversations about your faith, your family, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. Hi, I'm Juliana Tamarazzi, the host of Voice of Nineveh on WSFI Catholic Radio 88.5 FM. Please join me in our studio audience every first Friday of the month at 11 a.m. to discuss matters which our Christian brothers and sisters face every day in the Middle East. To make reservations to be in the studio audience, please call us at 224-206-8455. That number again is 224-206-8455. Hello, I'm David Delighton from the Center for Medical Progress with the Planned Parenthood videos. Catholic Radio is so important to the pro-life movement because it's our Catholic faith that teaches us about the true value and dignity of the human person and the inestimable worth of every single beautiful child of God. And that's a message that all of us need to hear and need to continue to pay attention to and be inspired by every day of our lives and work. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. 
is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Listen at 7 o'clock p.m. every Tuesday to WSFI Spotlight, a half-hour conversation with outstanding Catholics from our community and around the world. WSFI Spotlight re-airs on Saturday at 3.30 p.m. or listen on demand anytime by subscribing to our podcast. Visit wsfiradio.org for more information. It's WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Only on WSFI Catholic Radio, Tuesdays at 7 o'clock p.m.